get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Do you ever feel most worthy when you're loved and when you can love others in return? Have you ever struggled receiving a gift, but you're the one that's continually giving gifts? Do you need meaningful connections with others regularly or you don't feel satisfied with your life? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I am here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free. We're going to do that. We're going to close the gap between your dreams and your reality so you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose courageously. Now, it is part five of Decoding the Puzzle of Human Emotions, and we're going to be unpacking number three out of our six human needs, and it is time to talk about the need that is going to make you or break you. So today's going to be for you if you're tired of being disappointed when others don't return your love to the level that you do. And if you desire to finally share your needs instead of only fulfilling everybody else's, today's your day, my friend. And if you are ready to shed the guilt that keeps you giving, 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 and never resting and receiving, I'm going to be talking to you today. Now, in this series, we have been been... We've been talking about our top needs as humans. Now, these needs actually motivate us. They drive us. And we need all six. We need all six needs. Now, we're not talking about food and shelter and water and all that good stuff. No, we're talking about like the emotional needs. And we can get these needs met in healthy ways or we can get these needs met in unhealthy ways. And it is really ugly when we get them met in unhealthy ways, let me tell you. And the goal is to grow ourselves so we can get our needs met in healthy ways. And what they're going to do is help us instead of hurt us. And they're going to help others instead of hurt others. Now, let's talk about need number four. So far, we talked about certainty. We talked about variety. And we talked about the need for significance. Now, today's need I want to see if you believe any of these statements. In order to feel worthy, you need to be, you need to love and be loved. Do you believe that? In order to be worthy, do you need to be loved or to love? Do you believe you need to have meaningful connections with people or life isn't worth anything? Do you believe if you're not loved, and you can't give love, that you are worth less. Now, you might have the need for love and connection as one of your top needs. That is our fourth need, love and connection. And the reason I say love and connection is because you know what? Sometimes people, like if you're in a work environment, you may be uncomfortable saying, yeah, I love that person that I'm a co-worker with. But you know what? You can have connection with somebody. And that can be meaningful. And we all need love and connection. Like this one's vital, people. Like it will make or break you. There is 
this, this failure to thrive syndrome that babies will get if they're not handled within a certain amount of time after they're born. We have to have love and give love to survive. Now, where do we get this? We get this from God. God is love. Our Heavenly Father, our Creator is love. So this is like baked into us. Yes, we need all these other needs. We need certainty and we need uncertainty or variety. We need significance. But man, this one is really important. But I'm going to tell you, I I know this one is on top of my list. But for so long, I got this need met in very unhealthy ways. Like I didn't just have a need for love. I was needy for love and connection. And it it did not make me enjoyable to be around. Even around my own self, I didn't enjoy being around my own self. It was, ah, this is what led me into my first marriage where I was just happy somebody liked me. Somebody, somebody showed interest because I got that need met. But that was an unhealthy way to meet that need because that was not a healthy relationship for me to be in. So what does the need for love and connection look like? It focuses on relationship with those you love and on how satisfied and how to satisfy their needs. Excuse me, said that wrong. How to satisfy their needs. That was me and my first marriage for sure. I was always looking, how can I make him happy so that he loves me more? We have a great empathy for the feelings and emotions of others. You expect to be loved in return. Hello? <laughs> I scratch your back, you scratch mine, right? I love you, you love me back. That's the way it should work, we hope. But you know what? A lot of us are running around disappointed. We focus on understanding others and meeting their needs. We feel that we can help and we're proud that we can help other people. Like some people, they're just, they're doing, 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 giving, giving, giving to be loved and to feel loved. And when it comes to giving, we got high energy. May not have high energy for other things, but when it comes to giving to other people, helping other people, doing for other people, high energy. We crave romantic love. We may be focused on taking care of others and then neglect our own health because of it. Because we're too busy thinking about everybody else, but don't actually love ourselves enough to take care of ourselves. We can get to where we're, we would almost do anything to avoid feeling dispensable. Nobody wants to feel dispensable. We want to feel indispensable, right? But that can cause us to be unhealthy in the way that we meet that need. And we try to avoid disappointing others. This is a people pleaser thing because we want to feel appreciated. We don't want to be rejected. Now, love and connection, again, that's vital. There is a massive strength, like God is love. 
the the greatest of these is love is what first corinthians talks about it, it it breaks down all these amazing ways about love but that's god's kind of love and so that is a massive strength because love connection is generous it's sensitive it's supportive it's helpful it relates well to other people of all ages and all walks of life people that love and have this as a high significance they're great companions they're great listeners they're good at giving advice they freely give their time their energy their possessions they empathize empathize with other people's suffering and they have an emotional depth to them um some people are so good they can just they can sit shiva with somebody which that is actually a jewish term where somebody is in grieving and they don't even have to say anything they can just sit with someone and that's what shiva is is that time where someone is grieving the loss of someone and people come around them and that's all they do is they sit and they weep with them they're just there whatever it is they need they're just there love and connection now, the communication style of people that have love and connection as the top of their list is they focus on others, friendly, open, warm, expressive, that quick to give advice, supportive, words that they frequently use, togetherness, passion, unity, warmth, tenderness, desire. And sometimes people experience you as emotionally intense. Dude, I can totally get this way. It's it's pretty hilarious. I can get really passionate about certain things, and like for me, when with love and connection, it's all it's injustice. If if somebody is being taken advantage of or hurt by somebody else's selfishness, ooh, Mama Bear comes out, and it is it is intense. Let me tell you, Bob always laughs. He always says like, I need to turn on, and we'll just do a podcast of the what triggers Heather. It probably would be interesting. It might have to go into the explicit uh, file, though. I'll just tell you that. It's not always clean. <laughs> That's how emotional I can get about it. All right. All right. So that is my love and connection used in an unhealthy way. But if you can use it to drive to help other people in a healthy way, voila, there's a strength. Now, how do people that have love and connection at the top of their list, how do they handle stress? Now, they get stressed out when they're not appreciated for everything they give. And also, when they're not loved in return, that can stress them. They get stressed sometimes when people perceive them as intrusive or controlling. Because you know what? Sometimes if you're all helping, 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 sometimes you're butting into things where it's not our job to do. And so we might overstep our boundaries trying to love other people. So we got to be aware of that. We can get stressed, um, have feelings that we're needed by so many people and there's so much stuff going on. That can like stress us out. We can get stressed because we invest too much into challenging people, shall we say. But you, if you have a lot of challenging people around you, you might need to double check. Am I getting my need for love and connection through that in an unhealthy way? People cannot be helped unless they want to help themselves, unless they want to do something about it. 
They have to be willing to do the work. You can't do it for them. You can't want change more than they want change. And when you are investing so much into somebody and they're not changing, they're not doing anything, that is an unhealthy relationship. Now, I'm not referencing marriage um, because at that point you need to go to counseling. You need to get a marriage coach. You need to get a mentor, something like that. Okay. So I'm not saying, oh, you're married and it's not working. They're challenging. Go cut it off. This is not what I'm saying. You need to go try to work it out. You need to know that you did everything you could invest into that marriage in a healthy way. And it's up to the other person if they're going to change. Now, sometimes we can get stressed. Um, we can actually envy others and what they have and what's not available to us or even what's not emotionally available to us. Now, defensive. We can get defensive. Now, when people tell you how to live, especially when they insist on you have to give less than what you are giving, we could get defensive about that. But I'm helping. But I'm, you know, doing the right thing. And, you know, get a little defensive about that. But just because you get defensive doesn't mean it's right. We get angry. If we feel controlled or if people attribute bad intentions to what we're trying to give. We could actually get enraged when other people are cruel. This is um, the Heather triggers I mentioned where I get mad and angry. And that's usually when the anger actually comes out is, is if somebody is being mistreated. Injustice. I really hate injustice. And I don't say the word hate a lot, but I hate injustice. We can also get defensive when we feel misunderstood. People don't know why we're doing what we're doing and why we're giving what, what we are. Okay. Now, how do emotions show up? Um, one of them is worry. We can worry a great deal about other people. I notice this too, even if my kids get sick, my dog gets sick, like I'm in an emotional uproar internally. It's like I'm taking it on myself. But you know what? That's not healthy because that doesn't put me in a state where I can really help somebody else best. We can easily attribute blame to ourselves or even to others. Uh, emotions can show up sometimes um, as resentment because, again, maybe people aren't reciprocating as much as we're giving. It could be angry outbursts when we don't feel appreciated or we're treated with... Um, we're inconsiderately or others are treated inconsiderately again injustice when we're away from those we love we might feel a great pain in missing them now we should miss people but we shouldn't be so devastated when we're gone from say our kids or our spouse that we can't live without them that is actually taking it to an unhealthy place because we are a whole person on our own and we should be able to function on our own without having to have someone by your side. That's codependence and that's not healthy. Um, we could get possessive about those we love. We could, we feel deeply. We long for what's missing in our life. Now that, that, that could be good. Like it could push us to, fulfill our dreams, or it could cause us problems, and that ain't good. 
we can be very emotional and we could sink into a depression. Usually that comes when things aren't happening the way we thought they would be. We're not receiving the love and connection like we thought we should. Now, how does this belief serve you? Look, we are kind and generous to those we love. We fiercely protect those we love. We are nurturing and responsible. These are great things. But here's some principles we could lose sight of. Um, one is we must love ourselves first. We could be so busy helping other people, loving other people, we forget to love ourselves first. Jesus even said, love your neighbor as yourself. Like yourself. So you need to love yourself to love others. Sometimes we can lose sight of we are not indispensable to others. People can make it on their own without us. Our worth should not be so wrapped up in what we do and give to others that we think they can't do without us. You know what? They can, and that's okay. We can also lose sight of to be loved is not equal to being needed. Just because someone needs you to do something for them doesn't mean you're actually loved. Now, there's consequences when we lose sight of these principles. Thinking of others first, you're actually repressing your own needs. I did that for years. I even had to figure out after my first marriage ended, what kind of eggs I liked. What kind of pizza did I like? I do not like pepperoni pizza by itself, by the way. I like a bacon and ranch pizza with Canadian bacon and pineapple. I know, don't hate me. I love pineapple on my pizza. And I want the ranch instead of the red sauce, okay? I discovered that. That was actually something I like. But my first husband always liked pepperoni, so guess what? That's what we always got. I repressed my needs, and so I had to discover what they were. Another consequence is we can become intrusive trying to meet other people's needs. Like, we can get pushy about, oh, you need this, and oh, what, like, too much advice or too much helping, sticking our nose where it actually doesn't belong. Oftentimes, we're also unable to say no. No is a complete sentence. I'm working on that one. We often are disappointed when we give love to others and they don't reciprocate to the level we do. That's an assumption on our part. And I don't know if you ever heard what that means when you assume something. I'm keeping this clean, so we won't go there. Now, often we are not aware of our own needs. Again, probably because we repressed them and we have to discover that. Now, let's talk about growth tactics if love and connection is your top need and it's holding you back. Because that's the point. The point is to grow. It's not to say, I don't need love and connection. No, it's to, to get it in a healthy way. Now, even if this isn't at your top, you need to grow in love and connection, especially if love and connection is at the bottom and you're like repressing that you don't need it because you need it. Everybody needs love and connection. You need it to thrive. Probably you're, you've repressed it because of hurts and pains over the years, maybe even trauma you've been through. We all need love and connection. 
So goals for growth. One, take care, take better care of yourself. Two, be aware of your own needs. What do you want? What do you like? What's your opinion? These are important things for you to know. Know, this is the third one, know you can be loved for who you are and not what you give. You are loved for who you are, not what you give. Now, there may be people that you've been giving to for a long time that are used to you giving, okay? They're expecting it now. Those aren't the people that I'm talking about, about loving you back. But there are people in your life that just love you for you. Embrace that. Embrace those people. The first one being Father. Your Heavenly Father loves you for you, not just what you can do for Him. He created you as a human being not as a human doing. When he made Adam and Eve, he walked with them in the garden and had relationship. They didn't do a bunch of stuff. They weren't getting people saved. They were just walking and talking and having a relationship. Know your love for who you are. Now, what can you do to achieve your goals? Okay. One, practice setting limits on what you give. Okay, this is all boundaries. Um, if you have trouble with boundaries, Dr. Henry Cloud actually has a great book on boundaries and there's all kinds of boundary books. Like there's a ton of them. boundaries in marriage, boundaries in parenting, um, boundaries in the workplace. Like there's all kinds of boundaries books. So avail yourself to that if you struggle with that. Develop clarity about your own needs. What satisfies you? Like, like me, I went on the hunt. What do I love? What do I need? And I practice that actually with my husband, telling him what I need. You know what, hon? I need a hug right now. That's what I need. So be sensitive to when you seem intrusive and controlling. That's another thing we need to do. We need to watch out for that. What are we overstepping the boundaries, right? Know when something is yours to do or give and when it's not. Honor your feelings and your needs. These are ways you can grow. Now, what can interfere with this growth, these goals that you're making to operate with love and connection in a healthy way? Um, if you need to help and give to those you love, if that interferes with your goal, that, that's going to be a struggle. If you feel guilty when you pay attention to your own needs, that's going to interfere with your growth. If you feel like it's pride to pay attention to your needs, hello, interference right there. If fear of being selfish or seen as selfish, that's going to interfere with your, with your goal. If you're asking for what you want or need and that is uncomfortable, that's going to interfere. Because you know what? If it's uncomfortable, you might just go back to your comfort zone and say, I'm skipping this because... I don't like it. It's uncomfortable to ask for what I need, what I want. If receiving from others is hard for you, it's going to interfere. If you believe that you're loved based on what you give, super hard. Now, it doesn't mean you can't overcome these, but these are going to be obstacles that you're going to have to work through. Can you hear my dog barking in the background? My kids are going to be coming home any minute. So if they do, forgive me. It will be a bunch of chaos and we will just keep rolling. All right. Now, how can others support you in your goal? They can be a model of independence instead of becoming dependent on what you give. Okay. 
They don't always need you. This includes your kids, by the way. Your kids, your job as a parent is to help raise great adults. A, they can grow up and function as an adult on their own without you. That is your job as a parent. And you know what? That could feel a little uncomfortable to not be needed, right? Especially as they get older. They needed it so much when they're little. And as they grow older, it makes it harder for that. Now, others could ask you about your needs and then pay attention to them. Okay. I had a conversation with my husband and talked to him about, hun, this is a struggle for me. I struggle to say what I need. I struggle to say what I want. Can you help me with that? And so he made this safe place for me. You need a safe place, whether that's a spouse, a friend, or whatever. But you need a safe place where someone is helping you to work through that. Now, others can support you by giving you appreciation for what you do give. And you know what? You can tell them you need that. That's okay. And also appreciate whenever you say no, because they know how hard that is for you. Now, people could focus on understanding you instead of trying to change you. That's another way people can support you. All right, my friends, homework. Got to do some homework. This one's a big one. I actually see this one a ton where people need love and connection and they are trying to get in that in unhealthy ways so one pick a goal to focus on that is about you taking care of yourself maybe it's even buying something for yourself if you never do that you're like i always buy for my kids but i never buy for myself or it's asking someone for something you want or need start small if you need to all right number one pick a goal to focus on either taking care of yourself, buying something for yourself, or asking for something you want or need, okay? Then, two, enlist others to support and encourage you in this goal. Find safe people, okay? Because this is gonna be really uncomfortable. So you need safe people that you can just tell them, hey, look, this is what I'm working on. I need help. Number three, get comfortable asking for what you want. Start small, work your way up to bigger things. I have a wall of Minnie Mouse ears. It's not like an entire wall. I'm working on that, making it the entire wall. It's in my bedroom. I have uh, Minnie Mouse ears on the wall, and then I have several, or um, four backpacks, uh, lounge fly backpacks. Actually, I have six lounge fly backpacks. Two of them are not on the wall yet, though. But those things, ears and lounge fly backpacks, and then I have some Disney dresses that I have. That was actually me branching out and working on buying things for myself because I just loved them and they made me happy. It was hard at first. I remember the first thing I bought was a pink sequin, like hot pink sequin lounge fly backpack, Minnie Mouse ears and all. It came with sequin Minnie Mouse ears and a sequin Minnie Mouse wallet. Okay. And I sweated <laughs> whether I should spend $80 on myself. It was hard, but you know what? I did it. I had the money. I pulled the trigger and I bought it. And 
every time I've bought something, I just bought some new Minnie Mouse ears. Um, I get them on eBay. And so, I, I mean, they were like, one was 13 bucks. The other one was like 12 something. Okay. So it wasn't like I spent a fortune. I got a pair of Captain Mar Marvel ears and some Tokyo Resort Halloween ears. They're like these cool green sequin and black sequin. Anyways, some of them so small, but it made me happy. And you know what? It was not a hard decision to buy those for myself. All right. But it has taken me years to get there. Okay. Now, I'm not saying you have to go buy something to grow. But I knew that was an area that I struggle with. I would spend money on my kids. I'd spend money on my husband in a heartbeat. No problem. But I struggled to show my own self love and go, you know what? I want that. Even though those aren't needs, those are total ones. Like I don't need a backpack. I don't need Minnie Mouse ears. They just bring a smile to my face. And you know what? My husband loves it when it brings a smile to my face too. So he's my support person to help me with that. All right. So pick the goal, enlist others to help you get comfortable asking for what you want and need. Start small. All right. Listen, we have got two more. And I love these ones because these are some of the most important critical ones beyond love and connection. All right. They're going to help you go to the next level. These motivations, when they drive you, you can change the world, my friend. So if you are enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, or share it with a friend. I want to tell you that you have got this. And Father has got you. Thank you a bunch for listening. And until next time, live fearlessly free. Oh, wait, one last thing. All right, so episode 260, I think it was two, 262. Yeah, 262, does the need for variety drive you? It was part three. I got to tell you, I have to apologize because I I looked up in my list and I was like, hey, where's 262? And I was like, why does it say draft? <laughs> so. I'm not sure what I did, but it was all ready to roll. And I even put out social media advertising it, but I didn't hit the publish button. I didn't schedule it right. So I just published it on the 19th. So it was late. I got it published at the same time I published the next episode. Number uh, 260, oh, excuse me, 263. Sorry, I'm trying to keep the numbers straight. And it was the need for significance. So um, so I apologize. I had two episodes come out in one day because I'm not sure what happened, but something happened. So again, thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. <laughs>